I guess Blood War didn't live up to his reputation, did he? Hey, bro. Are you ready for this, little buddy? We'll have to see. It's Blood War. Let's begin. moment on. This is our battlefield. Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s keep talking about anime. It's always really dramatic. It's Josh. Indeed. Life is always dramatic. There, drama! Thespian. Scene. And I'm sure the audience will love him. He's Andy. I'm experiencing deja vu. I, I don't know why. I'm just doing my job. I'm Bill. Hey guys, how we doing? <laughs> Still fine. Hi! Yeah, great! <laughs> Take two, but we're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tuning Japanese, a podcast where we talk about, in this season, the anime Gungrave. We're still here. It's 2021. We're all surviving. The world was melting down, but we're still here. Everything's great. Josh has a Nerf gun from our holiday episode last time. If you haven't checked out our holiday episode, go check that out. Uh, It was a lot of fun. Our gift-giving episode, our last one of 2020. And you guys weren't kidding about how fast and hard the balls travel out of this thing. Good God. I have not hit a living thing with it yet, and I intend to not do that. Does it, does it, does it rock it pretty, pretty far? Oh my God. You, you, just a dry shot, you can feel the air pressure pretty, pretty well. <laughs> it's That's crazy. That's why he's got that hole in his pop filter. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Mm. Uh, hey guys. So, uh. Hi. How are we doing? Hanging in there. Yep, it it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Twenty twenty one has not brought the magical cure to all the ails of twenty twenty, but we're here to cure your ails. But but when you think about it, though, twenty twenty didn't start off too horrible. It took a couple of months before shit got bad. So so, so is it kind of like when a business talks about like you know their the fiscal end of year. year, their fiscal year? It doesn't actually run from like January to December. So like right. maybe a few months into twenty twenty one, we'll start to see a turnaround. Right. I don't know about you all, but I got I got sued like two three days into January twenty twenty. So it's great. It's fine. Everything is so, wonderful. Wait, what? <laughs> we'll not talk about that on air. We'll talk about yeah, that yeah. I'm, air. I am you you yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna have to have a drink for you right now. Wonderful. It's a workout night. I'm I not know drinking. he knows that. <laughs> we talked about this. It's fine. Hey, you know what we can talk about? What's that? Instead, uh, a, a little bit before we get there. A little bit of nerd news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to pass on my nerd news this week. The only thing that I'll mention is I've been playing a little bit of Persona Five Royal. Really enjoying it. I'm not going to go any more into that. Uh, actually, getting some use out of my PlayStation Five instead of my Switch. Uh, Bill, <laughs> I don't, I don't believe you have anything for new news this week either. Uh, other than Hasbro reissued the uh, Back to the Future Transformer. Oh Good. yeah, I want it. 
I want it. Well, I'm I feel free to say that now because I've already pre-ordered mine. So nice. Um, there's nice. also a second run of pre-orders on Scorponok. Yes, nice. I saw that. Fantastic. Um, where oh, really quick, where do, where do you have to pre-order uh, Gigawatt? Uh, either Hasbro Pulse. Pro, Hasbro Pulse or GameStop. Okay, okay. So they're selling it at GameStop. Okay, I'll remember that. Josh, you've got uh, a quick little thing for us as well. Yes. Yeah, so this week there was a whole lot of Monster Hunter Rise stuff that that hit, mm-hmm. uh, and the demo dropped the day before my birthday. Actually, yes, indeed. Indeed. And uh, a- Andrew has kindly consented to give me his old Switch as a birthday present, free of charge and no other and no other strings attached whatsoever. Andy, Andy, thank you. Thank you so much. Hashtag bitch better have my money. <laughs> it's a it's a under the table sort of deal that we're going to do mm-hmm. here. There are things I'm going to do to him under the table later. Yeah, he's 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 going to he's going to get under the table. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. But the Monster <laughs> Hunter Rise. Uh, a, a demo has hit, and wow! I know there was a lot of people that were just purely Monster Hunter World fans that were griping about the slight, and I'm going to say slight downgrade of uh, on the graphics end, but it's so beautiful and vibrant. I mm-hmm. love, I love the colors. I love, I, I'm loving the game uh, so far. My my main weapon, the hunting horn, got such a boost. It's awesome. Thurk and I have played a little bit. I've been pestering a certain individual, Andy, uh, to get in on this uh, action, and he just finally added me to to the uh, Switch thing. I downloaded the demo. Demo is downloaded. It's amongst all of my other games ready to go. Uh, I am looking forward to it. I've never played a Monster Hunter game aside from I think I played a demo of Generations way back on the 3DS and didn't love it, um, but I've heard good things. Uh, this is running on the same engine that ran Resident Evil 2 remake, mm-hmm. um, which I think the is a, a good sign. It's a good sign that they can, you know, the Switch is obviously lower powered than uh, mm-hmm. than the PlayStation 4 or 5, new, especially the new consoles. Um, but it, from everything I've seen, it does look really beautiful. So I'm looking forward to giving it a shot. It's been a lot of fun, and I can't wait for you to play with me five minutes after we're done recording. For yeah. The next three maybe, hours. Maybe. Excluding we'll everyone else and other priorities. <laughs> Remember priorities like reviewing anime. Monster Hunter is a priority, Andy. (laughs) We have the priority of talking about Gungrave. We're here today to talk about episode 10 and episode 11 of Gungrave. Episode 10, titled Conflict. Episode 11, titled Mm -hmm. Heat. Uh, And we're going to try to go through these fairly quick. We'll, we'll, We'll dig into it a little bit. But, like, as we will see, this is the conclusion of the story arc regarding Blood War that we were talking about in the last couple of episodes. So uh, I do believe episode 10 is a Josh episode. Indeed. Josh, do you want to take it away and tell us a little bit about what happened in the episode titled Conflict? Of course. The episode opens with Dr. Tokioka resurrecting Blood War's dead henchmen into undead henchmen, while Cannon is looking on, kind of sniggering like, mm-hmm, yeah, now this is great. I got to say, that, though. What was that word? Uh-huh. Snickering? <laughs> Snickering? Okay. <laughs> but he's all like, uh-huh, yes, my evil plot. He, he was looking like an evil villain for a moment there. But um, I gotta say, a good villain. I gotta yes. say, though, uh, when they're resurrecting the minion, the first minion that you see, it's all just shy of being a Cronenberg effect because it's like, bulging, rippling, like, super steroids, and then he goes to normal and is resurrected. Pretty much, yeah. Some crazy stuff. We then cut to Brandon and Boonji hanging out in their car. Boonji's comments about how the whole turning the city into a battlefield may have been blood war blowing smoke up their asses. Yeah, this is a scene where Brandon is, like, hanging out the passenger side, trying to Mm -hmm. holler at some honeys. Right, right, and Boonji's just sitting there leaning over the steering wheel smoking a cigarette. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, sorry. That was a TLC song. Sorry. I, I, I get those two confused sometimes. This anime and TLC. Scrub. Their, uh, their album, No Scrubs. You're a was scrub. that the album title? I think that was also the album title. I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> never li- I, no, it's no, I th- no, I think that was the album titled Fan Mail. But anywho, carry on. No Scrubs. Who gave Andy mail. sugar? He is going like a mile a minute right now. I, I have been on a diet for like back, back on like a slightly healthier eating. And then I decided today to have a little snack of I had a 
uh, an Oreo. What do you call those? Like uh, like Cad- Cadbury eggs with Oreo stuffing in the middle. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I am I am feeling great right now. I had an Oreo and now I've lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag the Andy story. Right. Anyway, though, Brandon's not convinced as he notices Blood Wars standing right outside the car. So he gets out of the car and Blood Wars begins to comment about how the war is about to begin. And he tosses a cigarette in the air. It's all dramatic, slow motion. And when the cigarette hits the ground, kaboom! Multiple explosions go off at the same time. So the question I have here is, how did they coordinate that shit? I mean, did he go to whomever set up the explosives and said, okay, so this is what I want you to do. I'm going to, th- I'm going to make some grand statement to, to my little buddy over there. All right. And I'm going to throw my cigarette up. And when it hits the ground, the second it hits the ground, you hit those charges. If you hit them a second too late, I'm going to kill you later. Yes. That's how it happened. Okay. <laughs> my question is, why didn't they just shoot Blood War right there? Right. You know, I mean, because <laughs> the points were too high. Oh, yeah. Did he have one of those, like, skulls over his head? Yeah. Possibly. Possibly. Gotcha. But now the city has become a partial battlefield because there's just a lot of blown up buildings. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Title card. Conflict. Hey! Conflict. (laughs) All right. So we then go to a scene of some guy in a nice car with a nice-looking blonde girl, and he gets gunned the fuck down by some pale-ass motherfuckers. I hope you like uh, people in suits getting shot to death because that's going to happen There's for the next a, five minutes. Yeah. There is a lot of this. Um, I got to say, though, the guy that got shot was a better bodyguard to his lady than his own bodyguards were to him. Like, the guy, st- the driver sticks his head out and goes, hey, what are you doing? Get shot in the head. And the bodyguard in the passenger seat starts pissing himself instead of, I don't know, protecting the guy. He didn't sign on to get shot. <laughs> I mean, I guess he Worst did, but... bodyguard ever. That's true. I hate to agree with Josh, but I agree with Josh. He's just a shit bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see another guy in a, in a nice swanky mansion get gunned down by another group of pale ass motherfuckers, which it's so funny there, too, because, you know, one of his guys gets gunned down. He's like, oh, what's going on? Hey, what are you doing here? Bang, bang, bang gets killed. Like, dude. Your guy just warned you to get the hell out, and instead you just ask what's going on? You deserve to die, fucker. This whole this whole montage of deaths is just like, until the very last one, like, they're just like, okay. It's I pretty random. Shot now. But it's like a shitty version of the end of The Godfather with, like, just going around people in suits shooting other people in suits. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. But guess what, guys? There are now openings in the executive position for Bob and Lee. That's one way to do it. That's one way to get into the family. Yeah. So then we go to uh, uh, Bear. He uh, discusses the situation with Randy. Shut the fuck up. And Bear has the overkills guarding Big Daddy, who of course is more concerned about Maria's safety, and asks his uh, his butler Tokioka of relation, spoiler, uh, to make sure that it's all discreet and that she's watched twenty four seven. Tokioka's like, I already got this shit, boss. Don't worry, we're good. The butler did it. <laughs> I think I already made that joke. Uh, probably. Probably, yeah. But meanwhile, chaos is erupting in the streets as the pale-ass motherfuckers are just wrecking various millennium locations and killing dozens of people. All the while, none of the pale-ass motherfuckers seem to die. Gee, I wonder why. See, dramatic. Very much so. And in a surprising moment here, um, when Harry is informed by Bob about uh, one of the recent hits, he gets rather pissed off. What's going on is killing a bunch of uh, normal people too. Like, like the, the 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 civilians are getting involved there. Not something that I would have figured Harry to do, but maybe I'm thinking old Harry and not this younger version of Harry. Yeah, Harry. I mean, he's still evolving. I think as a character, and I mm-hmm. think you know we we don't really see like we, we see steps in a direction of like what he ends up being later on in the anime. Well, and there's something to be said for ruthlessness. Yeah. But practicality, I mean, it's not good that civilians are getting killed in the middle of this thing. It's right. not good for business. It's not good for profits. It's not good for public perception. Mm-hmm. Um, just the moral side of the side, it's, it's not good business. Yeah, he wants to put an end to it as probably as quick as possible. Yep. Now, Harry also begins to opine over the fact that he should have eliminated Blood War himself when 
Clearly, it was Brandon who would have pulled that trigger. I mean, as evidenced by an actual flashback that showed Brandon had the gun trained on Blood War. And yet, Harry's like, I should have killed him. Like, you weren't going to kill him to begin with, bitch. You well, were just going to not... That's Harry's gonna... ego of, <laughs> if Brandon kills him, Harry takes credit for it because he told right. him to do. Right. Brandon is, Brandon is an extension of, of Harry in Harry's mind. Ah, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Sometimes a leader that causes violence is responsible for that violence. What? No, that can't no, possibly what? be true. A, a, le- a, a leader should never take responsibility Shh. for causing vi- all kinds of, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, talk right about though. that. Don't oh, sorry. Talk about that. That's fair. No, that's okay. fair. Lee informs Harry that the pale ass motherfuckers from Lightning have arrived at another building ran by a guy by the name of Hassan. Also, I'd like to point out that, so, this anime is dealing with a bunch of dead people who were reanimated by lightning, huh? Oh, that's cool! Oh, wow! I did <laughs> Bill, not even that's th- cool! I never made that connection! Bill, that's so cool! <laughs> Close to 20, you know, 20 some odd years, or near 20 years of, of this show, and I never thought about that, that it's connection. It's a fucking Frankenstein reference, I love Bill, it! Bill, Bill, you're a motherfucking genius! I know. Bill, come teach my <laughs> class. No, don't, right. I take it back, I take it back, I take it back already. Just I saw it before you even said anything. I just saw the glee in your eyes for a second. No, never mind. I rescinded. Rescinded. Aw. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. <laughs> but again, we we've got Hassan's men. They're they're trying to take down the pale ass motherfuckers. Uh who of course they're getting promptly gunned down, even to the point where they gun down one guy, and while the main group is going down the hall, one of them still keeps shooting an already dead body. Mm. Like a couple dozen times. It's like Jesus Christ, I know that you're a mindless kill zombie, but dude, conserve your ammo. Yeah. It's like Bud in Day of the Dead. Really? Yeah, he is. But Bud was prettier. Still, you die in a zombie movie from the zombies by being shot by one of them. That's pretty bad. So the pale-ass motherfuckers turn a corner, and they are just met with about a half a dozen guys, with all with machine guns, and this Hassan guy, obviously, sitting there with the smug look, and he orders them to fire, and they just fire and drop the pale-ass motherfuckers, and Hassan gets up and starts to gloat, and he doesn't realize that he's walking into a dust cloud moment, because what happens? He kicks over the dead body, it's smiling, and he gets shot. That is one of the creepiest images from this episode. Like, there's just something about kicking Mm -hmm. that body over, and there's just that smiling face. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Harry is informed of um the fact that Hassan is dead, and Harry's freaking the fuck out, and Lee's all, like, cool as a cucumber over here. He's kind of like, dude, chill. Wait about five minutes, in, or to the end of the episode, and we'll kind of see why maybe he's a little too cool for comfort. Right, right. That's not really a phrase, but that's fine. I was say, too cool for comfort. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's cold, is what that is. That's, oh, that's, 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 that's fair. So Bob, um, it you know, reaffirms to Harry that Blood War only has 23 men in his crew. However, they can't seem to find any casualties of lightning individuals in the carnage. It's it's all just Millennium guys that are dead. So Harry begins putting the pieces together and realizes that lightning has a major and unknown advantage, one that not even Bob reali- uh, uh, knew about. And that's something... Sc- and, and, and that is something to be to to worry yourself about there that that if bob can't get the information then that is probably one of the best trade secrets ever if uh if bob can't find it that's that's a no shit kind of moment if bob can't find it it's not at the bottom of a bucket of chicken oh also that hark hark there's a phone call harry answers the phone and he gets a call from somebody by the name of jude which honestly i think it was a missed opportunity they should have given him the last name of law did he, did he answer the phone like, hey, Jude? That was the joke <laughs> I thought he was going to go for. <laughs> well, you know, Jude informs Harry that the uh, the lightning guys, they're not dying. They're not falling down. They're, they they keep pumping round after round into them and nothing's happening. And, and Harry's like, no, shoot them in the head. Shoot them in the feet. Come on. They, they're just got to be wearing body armor. While Jude is, is freaking out, one pale-ass motherfucker stands there. His head tilted at a 90 degree a- angle, <laughs> smiling image. and shoots him. So disturbing. Harry replies, Jude! Jude! Which I really wish he could have said, hey, Jude, at that point. Hey, Jude! Don't be scared. 
it's a creepy set of scenes here. Uh, yeah. I, I like this episode, like the uh, to up to this point for like just for once showing just how out of like like out of the out of like their element that these characters are that they've usually they're not dealing with something like this and it is a, a precursor for kind of what we're going to see obviously in the later episodes with what happens to Brandon and these orgmen and all these things we saw in the first episode kind of hinted at spoiler fair uh gentlemen i i think we we ought to pay our respects to the now dead jude na 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 na, na. We're gonna get sued. Alright. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Two out of the four are dead, and I, I don't think Ringo counts anymore. Ringo never counted. Uh, so, let's get back, <laughs> let's get back to this review, shall we? So, we, we get a really interesting cut. Uh, we're seeing all these various tableau Bless in you. regards to Lightning's rampage. We're even getting some glimpses of like Widge and Gary. They're like hunkering behind their, their desks. The, the door is boarded up. They're like, why the fuck are they here? I appreciate that. I appreciate that we got like a little glimpse of those two again. Yeah, right. Well, just showing just the, the kind of level of how bad things are. But spoiler alert. <gasps> This is not where they die. <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, Don't worry. Oh, no. Don't worry. Everyone's favorite ship is going to be going on for a little while. Yeah. Meanwhile, Brandon and Bougie are speeding off somewhere, and we see uh, Blood War standing on top of a building, declaring that it's not good enough. It's not good enough for his... I mean, what the, what the hell are you talking about, man? Do you, are you just wanting the entire city to go into bedlam and madness? Yes. Okay. Thank you, Bill. I thought that was pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. We also do get a cut to Maria, who's being informed of the uh, of the massive rampage of mafiosos killing each other. And she's all like, oh, no. Back of her mind, you know she's saying Brandon. She's going she's gonna to whisper his name like she always does. Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Brandon, he and Bougie are seen in Lightning's territory. Boonji is uh, kind of shitting himself over this fact, and uh, Brandon just keeps walking and even stops and casually shoots somebody that we find out is a pale-ass motherfucker. I love Brandon. Of course, there's that there's that moment where everyone just start just stares at what just happened, and, and of course, the silence is broken by one little kid who starts crying. Mm-hmm. It's, it's either going to be a kid crying or a woman screaming and then everyone running for it. Right. That's how, right. That's how it works on these things. Mm-hmm. Right. And as the people clear out, you see a bunch of the pale ass motherfuckers and they're they're just shooting at them. You know, uh, Brandon and Boonjie are shooting at them, to which Boonjie comments that it's going to be a real long walk. So Harry's getting a dressing down from some of the other executives for allowing two of their caliber to be killed. And Harry fires back that the executives need to appear strong, not appear like old men cowering somewhere while informing them that the matter will be resolved. So, like, Bear tells him he's got three days to handle it, which, damn, that's some brass balls there, just to go to a bunch of old men and go, oh, stop acting like a bunch of scared old men, because that's what everyone's seeing you as right now. Like, damn, dude. Harry don't give a fuck. It's it's a positive in him, but also a negative, because you he thinks he can handle this himself, and, uh... Well, he thinks he has the situation handled. Right, and I don't right. think he realizes yet, like... He really doesn't. I mean, he kind of does. He, he does, ultimately. Ultimately, yes, but as of right now, mm-hmm. no. While he's driving away from the meeting, uh, Harry begins musing to one of his bodyguards about what he would do if he found a diamond in the rough. The, the bodyguard, you know, responds predictably and says, yeah, I'll just take it. And Harry just looks at him and goes, see, I wouldn't do that. I'd look for the diamond mine. We we now know that he's already considering his next dozen moves in regards to what exactly Lightning's doing. That's kind of a scary thought. And being the diamond in the rough, he'd be able to get the magic lamp. And then with the magic lamp, he'd be able to wish away. No, 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 no. Being the diamond in the rough meant that he could enter the Cave of Wonders and get right. the lamp. Right. He's going to get the lamp, and then he's going to use the lamp to try to make wishes to, like, I don't know. So Harry is just free. is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not bad, you know, with, without without the snake staff. If Harry is Jafar, then yeah. that makes that makes uh, Maria Jasmine. That makes that makes Brandon for sure Aladdin. Yeah, who's the genie? Bear. Oh yeah, bear. Okay, bear's a genie. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, no, actually, uh, Tokyoko would be the genie, right? Because he's the power that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. I forgot to mention that uh, Brandon and Bunji were captured by Blood War. So we we cut to Brandon and Bunji, and Bunji is being held at gunpoint by a circle of pale ass motherfuckers. He just looks at him and goes, "Aren't you guys getting a tired?" Circle of jerks. A circle of jerks. <laughs> That's a title. I gotta say, uh, Bunji is really off his banter game because uh, he can't even get dead men to tell him tales. Dead men tell no tales. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Duh. Meanwhile, Brandon's sitting a little further away. He's having a conversation with Blood War. Blood War's like, hey, you want a cigarette? Cigarettes taste better in, in combat. I'm like, why the... Uh, no. <laughs> it will make you look cool. <laughs> the cool, smooth taste of a Laramie cigarette. I mean, I mean, seriously, too. It was it like, this looked like a camel ad uh, in, in the making. <laughs> that tastes good. Turn to the camera. There's nothing up. like a cigarette in the battlefield to make a man feel he's alive. <laughs> Collect enough of these camel bucks and you you yourself can get this wonderful treatment to become an immortal orgman. <laughs> Those aren't orgmen. What are you talking about? Oh, sorry. These pale-ass motherfuckers. Yeah, they're pale-ass motherfuckers. And they're not even orgmen to, to begin with. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Blood War begins the whole, you're, we're not so different, you and I speech. You know, trying to convince Brandon that Brandon would be much happier running with him because, you know, his sense of duty and honor doesn't mean diddly squat <laughs> to his desire for action and adventure and kill, 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 kill. And he makes the offer of join me. But you, if you're going to join me, you got to bring me uh, Big Daddy's head. In. And Brandon actually agrees. He's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Just stop killing everyone right now. I am your Big Daddy. You know, Blood War agrees. Him and the pale ass motherfuckers leave. Boonji immediately goes, okay, so what's going on? What's going on, bro? Bro, 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 as Brandon's walking off, bro, why couldn't you get a cigarette for me, bro? Bueller. So later on, we get uh, Blood War and Ken and Vulcan. They're sitting there. They're discussing their plans to take all the people that they kill and necrolize them. Then we see Brandon. It's kind of we're kind of going to like shot to shot to shot at this point, but we're going to Brandon now, who is stalking the mansion, talking about how he wants to have one last look of Maria. And dude, stop being a creeper! You're invited in the house. Just go over and say, "Hey, I just want to make sure you're okay. Love you. Bye." You know. But he can't see her anymore, right? I think maybe that's in the next episode. He says that, but at some point he says, "Like I can't see her anymore." Well, he he says that you know his inner monologue, which is the chatterbox here, is going on about how how this will be the last time he ever sees her, or something like that. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. He's so introspective. I love him. Mm-hmm. As the armistice is going on here, we get some shots of the of the exhausted survivors sleeping in their offices in barricaded locations. We see Bob, who's one fall away from choking on a chicken leg. I mean. Honestly, he's got that, he's got a whole drumstick sticking out, out of his mouth there while he's sleeping. Aren't we all? Crazy. 2021, that's, that's, that's the, that's just the way 2020 and 2021 are going to be. Right. One fall yeah. away from choking on a chicken wing. I know. So Brandon's getting ready for his date with Blood War, and he's getting him a present. Ooh. Is a it going to be romantic? Well, it's a present that uses 45 caliber D points. What's that? So What's extremely D? romantic. Yeah. What's a D point? Is that a real is, Bill? You're, you're the you're the person that knows uh, um, guns a little bit better than oh, any of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this in my notes too because they mentioned D points again in episode eleven, and I had yeah. no idea. I think I had a note that is says that, ask Bill what a I D point is. I don't actually know. I was assuming it was something like a a hollow point or like a a D shaped tip that was like a dum dum that breaks apart. <laughs> or I, I don't really know. Fair give, enough. Give, fair give, enough. Give, just give him the tip of that D point. But for yeah. but for the for the non gun enthusiasts amongst our listeners, can you describe how large a forty five caliber handgun would be? Forty fives are pretty big. I don't know exactly. Yeah. I don't have an actual measurement, but yes, that's a forty five is the the gun that my dad hit himself in the head with. So because it the, kicks so hard. <laughs> you're talking about uh, Brand. This is Brandon's gun. Yeah, this is the gun that Brandon is picking, yeah. and and yeah. the gunsmith's like, "What are you talking about? You need these." Lo- crazy ass rounds and you wouldn't be able to get a straight shot or you know he's like he's like trying to convince him and Brandon just keeps going he's like i want a thousand rounds of ammo as well <laughs> my my best guess my best guess is like when i look at this in the scene in episode 11 that we'll talk about like the amount of kickback on that thing like i'm guessing it's some sort of magnum 
Yep. Again, my dad hit himself in the face with one of those things, knocked himself I, out. So I actually, I think I recall watching an episode. Uh, what was the show that that starred Arlie Ermy that was uh, that he would show off guns and and fire them off and oh, uh, locked and loaded. Yeah, and he used like the large handgun that like Dirty Harry Callahan used in the movies. And he fought, and he took one shot, and he goes, oh, I can't, I cannot, I will break my, you know, he, he No, he didn't. No, that was not the, that was not a dirty hair gun. That was a cool. 50 caliber, uh, that's the, the Magnum 500, the 50 okay, caliber okay. handgun. They're okay. used as, they're used, um, as a sidearm for bear hunters, because it will actually stop got a bear. kick to stop a bear. Um, I just looked it up, and apparently D-Point is something specific to Gungrave. Okay. Oh, um, okay. It's a large caliber handgun with a large gigantic barrel. It can hurt an undead due to its large bullets and high kinetic energy. However, it also has strong recoil, which may injure the wielder's arm. The gun itself seems to be based on the Wildly Hunter 475 Wildly Magnum, manufactured by the company known as USA Firearms Corporation, Wildly Guns, um, in Connecticut. Okay. So Very it's a version of the Magnum. An important fact is the gun in the anime uses rounds called D-Point, from which the gun derives its name. Okay. Similarly, the Wildly Hunter derives its name from the 457 Wildly Magnum round, which was designed for the gun. Okay, okay. Nifty, nifty. So it's 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 apparently it's just a supposed to be an impressive name for a big round. Right, right. So we've got Boonji. He's talking to uh, the guys at uh, True Grave. He's telling them about the whole situation that just went down. They're all like, "What? You're talking? You've seen too many horror movies." And while he's trying to convince them that that you know it's true, Brandon jets off and he's like, "That's Brandon's car. What's he? Oh God, no!" Whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> we then cut to a clandestine meeting of one man handing off an envelope with of information to another man. And part, and as they are parting ways, the man who has the envelope is gunned down. The man who gave him the envelope is a moron and runs back to the body. And we find that it's actually Lee who has given out the information. He sees that Harry is standing there and Harry starts giving Lee shit. He even goes so far to say that like Bob would be broken hearted. As Harry's uh, bringing up the information, it's like, you know, I started thinking about it. It's like, you know, we had all... It, Pretty tight security, really good uh, secrets, this, that, and the other thing. So I did some digging. Look at this. You and Ken and Vulcan live in the same, grew up in the same town. You want to talk? You want to tell me something here, Lee? And uh, Lee interrupts Harry by telling him that he's ambitious. <laughs> and I got to say, if there's going to be any way to derail Harry, I would say paying him a compliment like that might have been a way to try to derail him from... Uh, uh, saying that you're a traitor, but, you know, Harry's immediately like, nope, uh-uh, we're not changing the subject here. Yeah, it's a smart move. Uh, mm -hmm. I think they, they know flattery works with Harry. Harry is able to stay railed. <laughs> Very true. So, yeah, Harry's, um, <laughs> Harry, Harry draws his gun. Lee draws some, uh, Chinese death chopsticks. What the fuck are these things? I don't know. They're but, cool as shit, though. They're like I kind of, I kind of thought they were like, uh, they're like combat version of acupuncture needles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're that, that so like cool. It's like throwing daggers, but like they're like really, really thin. Yeah. Right. It's cool. They knit the shit out of you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're standing at each other, weapons drawn, and for some reason, this is the time that they feel that it's best to scream each other's names at one another. Isn't that right, Andrew? <laughs> Please don't use my full name. Just fire back, damn it. Just yes and this shit. J J Joshua Ann? Motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, they're just sitting there. They're screaming at each other at a clandestine meeting. <laughs> There's a lot of clan what? meetings going on around here. <laughs> <laughs> Way to just... Suck the secrecy right out of things, boys. So anyway, we, we, we get to Brandon. He he meets up with Blood War, and Blood War's like, Hey, little buddy, you made it. Where's the body? Where's the body? Where's the body? And Brandon just looks him dead in the face. He's like, uh, you want a battlefield? I'll be your Huckleberry. From the Narutopedia. Oh, I'm sorry. Pause. What? What? You are looking up Naruto information? Not on purpose. Um, <laughs> sin, sinbon are metal needles with point at both ends. 
They are often serve a medical purpose, being used to strike acupuncture points. They have little killing power, but can be thrown with great accuracy. Ah, okay. Apparently, there's a there's a Naruto character holding some of them, so apparently it's not just a thing; it's a thing. Okay. All right. I mean, if it's All in right. Naruto, then it's then we definitely have yep. to believe it. Oh, the actually, there's a five E equipment for D and D wiki. <sighs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, so I mean, now they are. In D- oh, great. You can't. Well, maybe you could have them in D and D. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that if you want them. Sinbon are medical needles with two metal needles with two pointed ends. They can usually they can be used for medical practice, but can also make great weapon if proper medical knowledge. Special can be thrown up, can throw up to three at once, dealing three d four damage rather than one d four. Oh wow! So one d four a piece. Seriously, you had to make that joke, Andrew. I fucking hate you. Believe it. Hey, is this the end of the episode, or do we got anything else? Anything left? No, no, that's it. I mean, I thought we, it was. We, we close with with we'll make this our battlefield. Which yeah, it's a great line. That was fantastic. It was fantastic. Right. Hey, hey, that was that was episode ten of Gun that Grave. Was. That was, are we going to talk about it now or later? Let's talk about it now real quick. Josh, real quick, what do you think of episode 10, Conflict? Um, it's it's great, actually, because it focuses on the main thing, the, the conflict of the title. You know, it's all about the crazy, nonsensical killing that Lightning's doing and the effects that it's having on every. And I love it. Um, there's really not much else to, to really dig into just some really good quips, some really good moments. Um, I, I, I do like Brandon's statement of turning the warehouse that they're at into a battlefield at the end of the episode. That's just like one of those moments where you just go, Oh, that's so badass. I get it now. <laughs> it's the tight. No, it's the title. Uh, yeah, Bill, what do you think of this episode? I mean, it is the chicken skin of the anime. Tastes good and it's all crunchy, but it really there's not a lot of substance there. No, that's apt. Don't think it was meant to be though. Yeah, it's a setup episode. It's mm-hmm. it's fun for what it is. Um, I, I I enjoy the next episode more. I think we get more payoff in the next episode. But you know, just just opening up an episode with like five to seven minutes of just executives getting gunned down, like <laughs> that was a way to make a statement about who these individuals are and how what kind of a threat lightning is. So it really was just an establishing episode. It really was. Um, you know, that's why I'm glad we're reviewing both these episodes at once because it's the better discussion. Before we get to episode 11, Heat, let's go to the break card. Woo! Hey everyone, welcome to the break card. My name is Andy, and you're listening to another episode of Tuning Japanese where we're getting almost kind of to the halfway point already of our reviews of Gungrave. We are kind of blowing through these very quickly with these double episodes. Uh, We hope you're enjoying the double episodes. If you have any feedback on how we're doing things this season, let us know by getting a hold of us on our social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese. You can tweet at us at tuningjapanese, or you can email us at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. What you'd like us maybe to review, give us some feedback. We'd really appreciate that. Welcome to 2021. We've made it through yet another year. We're actually approaching in a couple of months our, gosh, I think it'll be our fifth year. We'll be starting our fifth year, which is absolutely wild to me. Uh, we started this podcast, I believe, back in 2016. I'll have to double check that now that I say that out loud. But we have enjoyed recording these podcasts for you and talking about all kinds of great shows. This started back when... I just wanted to maybe try do a t- trial run when I was doing the Shadow Vane podcast pretty much most of my time, and uh, I wanted to talk about anime. I specifically wanted to talk, talk about Excel Saga and try to figure out what the hell Excel Saga was all about. And from there, we've just kind of kept going, and we have you all to thank for tuning in and listening every week, and we really appreciate that. If you want to help in a monetary way, head over to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, We have a bonus episode going up pretty soon with the 20 questions that we recorded a little while ago with Superfan Matt. He joined us for that one. It was a lot of fun. Uh, You can check that out and all kinds of other bonus content. Once again, patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. If you don't have money but you want to support the show, tell your friends or head over to Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you listen to this and leave us a five-star rating. And other people will hopefully find the show because of that. Let's get back into this episode. We're going to be heading into the next review, and I hope you all have a wonderful day and have had a great start to 2021. 
We're back for the break card. Woo! Welcome back. Sup? Are we ready for episode 11? Yeah. Bill? Uh, sure. Bill, are you ready for the heat? The heat? The brand the heat. heat? Yes. I, I assume that's why this is called heat. Uh, episode 11 heat. We get our theme song followed by my favorite part of this anime, a Brandon monologue. <laughs> I love them so much. Uh, he says... He's going to turn this place into a battlefield once again, like at the end of the last episode, and not so let badass. those bastards escape. Win or lose, it's enough to die on each other's sword. Sword fighting jokes to yourself, gentlemen. Dude, it's badass. I'm sorry. It is, it is badass. It is badass. Uh, we have Brandon versus the world here. He's ready to go solo against Blood Wars Gang. I thought you were going to say, like, God and everyone else or something like that. Against God, against... Against the animators, against against Blood War, against the creators of the game series that just turned this, that had this into a Devil May Cry emulator. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so Blood War wastes a bottle of booze as Brandon sees a montage uh, of all the people he wants to protect. Like Blood War just kind of drops this bottle, uh, and we so we see like Big Daddy, and we see Maria, and all these people that obviously are important to Brandon in this scene. Bullets start flying as we get our title card. We get the pew pew bang bang moment. Yeah, this is this is some good shit. And yeah, to get real. Yeah, you, you comment about about uh, Blood War uh, wasting the booze. I mean, in the previous episode, he was drinking the booze, and he's like, he's got a ton of it just like dripping out of his face and all that. So I was like, dude does not know how to drink. <laughs> this is the Stone Cold Steve Austin school of alcohol drinking. <laughs> So he gives you a beer, then hit, and then shoots you in the head while you're drinking it. This tracks. <laughs> so Brandon gets good shots off. He honestly does. Oh, yeah. uh, he seemingly kills everyone in the room. <laughs> Blood War is just hiding behind uh, his car, smoking a cigarette while this oh, is yeah. going on. He's calm as shit. Like he's just calmly smoking, hiding, and talking shit the entire time about how his men are superior. Brandon finds himself, however, without bullets, but thankfully. He has a backup in his car as these orgmen, proto-orgmen, get back to their feet. These pale motherfuckers, as Josh called pale them. Pale-ass motherfuckers. The pamps. The pamp. Thank you, Bill. Yes. Thank you. I was just thinking of it. The pamps. Yes, the pamps. Uh, this is one of those episodes where we're going to be cutting back and forth a lot. And here's yeah. one of the moments where we're going to do that. Back to Lee and Harry. They're still facing off. Lee with his, what'd you call those, Bill? Cinnabons. Cinnabons. Uh, his, <laughs> mm, I love me that, some that's Cinnabons. Bob. With his tasty, tasty that's, needles. That's Bob. <laughs> his tasty, tasty needles. That, that, was, that was Bob's unseen final attack, the Cinnabomb. Yes. Uh, and Harry has a gun. Uh, Lee then disappears. Like he, this is, Naruto is a perfect example for this, because he just, like, completely ninja vanishes. Yep. Oh, great. Now I've got Naruto music stuck in my head. And they're, and they're from the same village, so it's like a ninja village. Oh my god, it's all connected. Oh god, Lee's from the village hidden in the bullet casings. Does that mean... <laughs> does that mean that the events of Naruto also take place in a world that might be also taking place on the planet Gunsmoke? Dude! It'd be a lot cooler if it did. This is all interconnected, and I love it. Oh, what if Naruto and all of them were on a seed ship? So the anime-verse... God, this I is, hate you so much. We're building the anime verse. This is great. So are you, you going to run that game? Yes. Uh, hey, but, but anyway, I'm going to let that just I am not going to play that game. Oh, my God. This yeah, is you're, play, you're, you're playing Boruto. Uh, Fuck so, you! <laughs> you take that extra, back right uses, now. Uses ninja I will plus ultra you all the, out the way out the window. I called I said, I called Saitama. <laughs> <laughs> He uses his ninja expertise to sneak up behind just stab Harry with the shoulder. And the shoulder, even. And ninja, it almost sounds ninja. like. Ah! I think at, at one point when, when Harry gets stabbed, it almost sounds like he's stabbing bone. Yeah, and then he like throws three of them and then he deals 3d4 damage. Yep. <laughs> so we cut back to Brandon. Yeah. And uh, we get more gunfighting at one point. He kind of unlo unloads about half a dozen bullets into just one of them at point-blank range. And I think maybe kills it. Well, it almost looks like, in the sh because we get a shadow silhouette of the action, it almost looks like he rips off the head and shoots it. <laughs> By the way, we should point out that now Brandon is using 
the forty five caliber D point gun. Yes, yes, he is at this point. And it's Again, crazy. I wouldn't say forty five caliber. They're they're D points. Yes. Well no, he a... said forty five caliber though. Oh, does he say that? Yeah, it says forty five caliber D points. Okay. Fair enough. Uh Bloodwar calls out Brandon's bulletproof vest that he's wearing. Uh, yeah, I think at this point, Brandon gets shot. I love it, too. He's like, oh, bulletproof rest. That's great. You still got broken ribs, though. And then yeah. he starts shooting him. Announces like, hey, you've actually managed to kill six of my guys. Groovy. Groovy. And he says, Be- because of that, you should join me. We'll turn you into a cool <laughs> undead. And this is going to be great. And of course, Brandon refuses and gets shot for refusing. Yeah. But it's still pretty, pretty awesome. And also just we're seeing the effects of the gun way on Brandon here, like like his first shot with the gun before we had seen the Harry and Lee action actually pushed him back probably, what, two, three feet? No, he got, he got set backward. He got set backward. And then later, you know, he's taking those shots and you've seen the recoil just flailing his arm and he's like, oh, God, my arm, it sucks. Oh, my God, why did I decide this gun? <laughs> why didn't anyone warn me? <laughs> you, you know, he, he makes jokes, but I guarantee about three three shots in going shooting that thing, Josh would be whining like that for real. Oh, oh God, I'd, yes. I'd have a broken arm. Uh, oh, <laughs> dude, dude one, one shot would probably send me spinning on the ground going, yeah, I'm done. Nope. No. Ow. No. Ow. No more of this shit. It, ta- it would take one shot. So, so, like any good Bond villain, Blood War divulges the entirety of what he did to get his undead army alive through necralization. Uh, of course. Yes. All, all that's missing is a white cat to be stroking. That's, yeah, he's he's not stroking a pussy in this one. Hacha tacha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blood War says Brandon too will be brought back to life for basically not joining him, and he's going to kill him and bring him back to life, and he's going to send Brandon's necrolized body to kill Big Daddy. Oh, what a terrible irony! Yes, and just as dramatic music starts to swell, and Brandon is looking down. Guess who shows up? Boonje is Boonje time, bitches. Boonje. Boonje gets fucked up for the rest of this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, but at the very least, he comes <laughs> in, and I mean, he's like, "I gotta pay you motherfuckers back." Yeah, it's payback time, Boonje Gugashira style. Boonje. But before we get there. <laughs> we cut back to Harry and Lee. Yeah. Lee has Harry on the ropes at this point. Uh, and Harry pulls his normal trick, the one thing he's good at. Which Subterfuge? Is, yes, which is trying, trying to talk up Lee, saying, Lee, you are better off with me. Oh, wait, wait, I got a better idea. He he uses his one greatest tactic ever. Used car salesman. <laughs> yeah, he's, he pulls his used car salesmanship. Um, Finishing move! Used yes. car salesman! <laughs> Lee then notices Millennium soldiers stationed everywhere. Like, he just kind of, like, looks around, and, and, and uh, Harry's like, yeah, like, I could have had you killed at any point, but I chose not to because I trust you. Which is crazy to think. Lee even questions him. He goes, yeah. what about the Code of Iron? Yeah, and Harry says this freedom offer goes beyond the Code of Iron. Harry's wild. Oh, yeah. He's a wild card, baby. We go back to the gunfight. It looks like Brandon and Bougie. Sorry. <laughs> and Brandon uh, are finally getting the upper hand. But this is the first time that Bungie gets shot. Uh, we get a brief scene of Bob eating and then Bear barging in looking for Brandon. <laughs> and here's the thing. Um, when I first saw this scene, um, I was expecting Bear to be wanting to look for Harry because it's Harry's office. But no, he goes to Bob and goes, I want to know where Brandon's at. Yeah, that's the one that matters. Brandon's yeah. the one that matters. So we get an, another scene of Dr. Tokioka and Canon Vulcan. Uh, Lee shows up there. Uh, so apparently, whatever happened with Harry, we don't see how it ends. But Lee shows up and he asks, so what was your plan for Millennium anyway? To which Canon says he plans to go to war with everyone and anyone. Not just Millennium, but everyone. This is the biggest idea of what um, Canon Vulcan is. He's just a nihilist. Honestly. <laughs> no, I honestly think, you know, he has no other care. He's going to incite war and death and carnage. And probably just because he wants things to go. Just, he doesn't care. Well, no, I think we have a reason why he does that. Why he does what he does. That's I don't know if... actually right here. Yeah. 
we get we get a backstory uh, of blood war and cannon in Vietnam or a Vietnam parallel war. It, Pro- I, probably, yeah. I would say I would say it's an allegory for for Vietnam for certain. It's an unpopular war that people don't like that they were sent to of. and thrown away to. Right. They were thrown away by going. It was it was pretty much uh, Vietnam without all across the watchtower going on in the background. That's how you know. That's, that's how you know. That's how you yeah. know. Uh, Lee calls him out on his bullshit and states that, uh, hey, I'm on Harry's side. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, more gunfighting. Boonji gets shot. We go back to the brothers, uh, Lee and Cannon. Uh, Lee wants to get to the top and be an executive. Right. At this point, a zombie just kind of sneaks up and grabs Lee. <laughs> So much for that ninja and, training. And, and well, Lee's line is still probably so, it, it's not the best line because yeah, one of the one of the necrolized goons grabs him and he goes necrolization. <laughs> <laughs> like you're in the lab where they create the necrolized bodies and you're surprised by he's this. He's so shocked by it. He's like, oh no, you actually are you're using this against you, me. You're using this. What is? He's like. Guys, Godly, you're stupid. He, he, may, he may have been just excited, like, you have some of these left here? I thought maybe, they were all out there killing people. Maybe, maybe now I know why Steve Bloom wanted to go into a um, uh, a different direct, name a direct, yeah, uh, uh, one, yeah. to be credited because he realized that it was the stupidest line ever. Hey, so don't worry, though. We cut back to the gunfight. Boonji gets shot again. We go back to the brothers. It's not the third Bungie time, just, by the way. Boogie's just turned shot. into a Swiss cheese, man. It's fucking Swiss cheese. <laughs> Cannon states. I'm going to be at my own personal soundboard at this point. We need to we make need the Josh him. soundboard. Uh, <laughs> Cannon states that it's a real shame. And so does Tokioka. He says the same thing. Hey, gunfight. Blood War declares. Hi, gunfight. <laughs> Blood War declares an end to the good old battlefield. Back to the brothers. We're just cutting back and forth, by the way. This is just boom, boom, boom. Literally, boom, it's, boom, boom. It's, three it's, shots it's, in the it's, it's, it's shot after shot after shot after it's, shot. Like a gunfight. Uh, or a gun grave. Or so, a college party. <laughs> so we find out why Tokioka said what he did. Because at this point... We, we get a shot of a zombie just kind of sizzling like a fajita. Oh, yeah, oh, and then and then you have this very weird, <laughs> and then it's kind of all is it, wither. And is, die. is that his, is that is his trapped soul escaping his body? If my fajita made noises like that, I would send it back. I would I would need that. I could go uh, uh, waiter, right waiter, now. waiter. There's something wrong with my fajita. There's no soul in it. I just heard it uh, escape. It's making death sounds. Uh, <laughs> I, I still eat it. Fajita death sounds. Uh, I got hot. I got hot sauce for that. There you go. If you didn't like the steak, why'd you eat it? <laughs> <laughs> Tokioka states that this is exactly what he expected. Uh, the duration of the effect is about a week, and uh, I guess he just failed to tell. Canon Vulcan about this? If your zombies last more than four hours, contact the Dr. <laughs> Tokioka. <laughs> hey, back to the gunfight. Uh, Blood War finds himself alone at this point. Bunji tosses his gun over to Brandon, and Brandon shoots Blood War multiple times. And that's the end of Blood War in the episode, I think, right? Good plan. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's the end of Blood War. Yeah, nothing possibly could go wrong here. Uh, hey, we go back to the league. Harry shows up. And guns down cannon uh, as Tokioka and Lee just kind of sit back and watch. Like, he just watches his brother get gunned down. Now, you know. Shit happens. We go back to Brandon and Bunji, who are both shot up, uh, and they're just laying there. And I just love this scene, because Brandon's like, Bunji? <laughs> and Bunji's <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I'm still among the living, at least I think. Yeah, at least give it for Boonji. His banter's back on. Yeah. They, Brandon sits up, and he sees a trail of blood leading outside. That uh, doesn't we, mean anything. No, not at all. Nothing um, at all. We cut back to Harry and Lee. A, a guy from Millennium shows up and pulls a, totally pulls a, a Nate from uh, the early days and just says, like, hey, here's what's happening with Brandon. Cannon, who's all shot up, is left to ponder, like, what just happened to him. He, he mind melds. Yeah, they, he? He, he casts message for sending. 
to Canon to, to to Blood War, they're all like, "Oh yeah." I like this scene, but it's also really melodramatic. Because <laughs> Blood War is also thinking about the end of his own life at the same time. And we get this back and forth with the two friends in separate locations. And they get to die on their own battlefield after all. And at that point, Cannon dies. Aww. Aww. Um, <laughs> a lot happens at the end here, but I don't have a lot of notes. Because it's, okay. just, it's just wild what happens okay. at the end of this episode. I'll, I'll do this. It's mostly up. just shooting. It <laughs> it's mostly, mostly a lot of shooting. But Blood War all of a sudden pulls out this mason jar of green liquid, pops off the lid, chugs Moonshine. it, shoots himself in the head in front of Brandon and Boonji, and they're like, "It's so wild!" And then he gets up and hulks out. Yeah, this this he just gulps some shit down. He kills himself, and like Brandon and Boonji are like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> And then Brandon yeah. looks at the jar and has a Lee moment. He's like, oh, necralization. <laughs> <laughs> at least when he says necralization, it's cooler than, than Lee. Necralization! Um, hey, at this point, Harry shows up and they run <laughs> Blood War o- over with a fucking truck. <laughs> he hits them with a van. <laughs> it's so cool. This is that moment of like, oh shit, and then, you know, poof, just right into right. him. And I'm like, right. yes! And it doesn't do anything because he gets up, Blood War gets up, or Jolly Green War. I I don't know. I, I, I want to get get a good description of this. He stands War up, smash. His Blanca. arms have elongated, <laughs> by the way, and his arms literally grab the the uh, the van on both sides, picks it up, and tosses it aside at them. Mm-hmm. And then he's about to shoot them all. But but who gets in the way? Lee gets in the way. <laughs> he takes a but. bullet for Harry. Mm-hmm. And then they are still thinking, oh, shit, we're all going to die. But thankfully, <laughs> Bear shows up with more soldiers and they, they show up over, like, I guess in the, the river or the wharf or wherever the hell they're at. And I, I, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andy. He doesn't show up with more soldiers. He shows up and also initiates overkill. Yeah. Uh, machine gun fire rips into blood, who is still moving for a bit. Um, we see <laughs> flashback stills of his former life and then he falls over. Finally dead. Well, sort of, because he starts to sit up. Right. So, so here's the thing: Are they just going to keep shooting him for an entire week straight until his body goes? I mean, you got to do something, right? Right. I guess doesn't matter. Doesn't need to happen because Brandon strolls over, muttering about how he has to protect Millennium. He lifts Blood War's golden gun, the one that he tried to fillet <laughs> in like three episodes ago, I, muttering. I like he's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, old man just a grumpy old man shoots him between the eyes <laughs> and then we get a final shot of uh everyone standing near blood war like they're just kind of like standing over the body like what do we do now don't forget don't forget sunrise i can see clearly now the rain is gone we're going to get sued big daddy <laughs> is staring out a window tokioka is smoking in the same room where cannon has been gunned down like he's just chilling there He's, he's, isn't he like staring at Tokioka's body or the blood or not Tokioka's uh, uh, Cannon's body or the blood stains? Of, I think of so. Cannon? Yes. Yes. We've got we've got what pooping Merrill. We've got uh, mum, mumbly mum, mumbly mumbly Brandon. <laughs> muttering Brandon, <laughs> muttering Brandon, pooping oh, Merrill, boom hour. and uh, I can't remember what our third it's, it's one was. It's IBS Merrill. Oh, it's IBS Merrill. I forgot. <laughs> IBS Merrill. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had another character, but I can't remember who it is now. But anyway. oh, oh, it was a swear, swearing Spike. Swearing Spike. It was swearing Spike. <laughs> anyway, and we had Bob sleep, sleeping with uh, with his favorite uh, with his girl, a box of chicken. I think it was donuts. I wasn't sure. It looked no, like donuts. No, I would maybe. say he's always eating chicken, so it's got to be a box of chicken in his lap. Maybe. But the warmth is the closest thing to sweet loving that he, he ever gets. Speaking of sweet loving, Gary and Widge are, are sleeping in an office, the gun on yeah. the table. And then uh, Maria is staring out a window, all forlorn. Thinking. Brandon. All four of them, huh? Yes. All of them are lorn. <laughs> We get one last bit of monologue from Brandon, who says he can no longer hear Maria's voice. 
And that's the episode. Get closer to her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she probably can't hear him. Like, like, could you Stop speak mumbling. out? Stop mumbling. Your mum, your <laughs> I can't hear Maria's voice. I don't know why I, I can't did. hear Maria. I guess I'm just going over there. Well, you said it. You said it, Boom Howard. <laughs> oh, fucking Boom Howard. Hey. <laughs> guys. 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 Yes. That was now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. What? Guys. I want to see somebody make a an image of uh, Hank Hill and Boomhauer, but dressed as Brandon and Harry. I, if the fans out there want to draw that, I would be extremely happy. Extremely. Oh, oh you said it there. You said you said it there, Brandon. Was <laughs> he Canadian? Or, or just send uh, just Josh can't. the picture a picture of uh, Sume banging Minchi. Oh no! Don't do it, Josh. <laughs> yes. Is oh no! He's so happy. I'm a naughty boy. That was episode 11. We naughty spelled K-N-O-T-T-Y. Oh, God. We oh, I immediately regret it. that joke. Episode <laughs> <laughs> 11. Okay, I'm done. This heat. Uh, overall, <laughs> this episode. This episode is weird and I love it. Like, it's hot. This <laughs> because it's heat right no it's a a weird episode it's like it's fun i i enjoy i like war fiction so i i like the introduction of like them as like products of a society that threw them into a war that like they were trying to get like get back at society for doing these things to them um i i enjoyed i enjoyed the hulking out aspect at the end (laughs) uh i i i just enjoyed this episode immensely it's such a weird. I like that Bun- that Bungie got shot three times and is still fine. Like I just love this episode. Oh my god! You know we never pointed out the fact that every time Bungie got shot, Brandon would look at him and kindly say, "Bungie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bungie. that's uh, that's my only thoughts. I, I I like I like this arc. This arc is fantastic. I think it's oh, the, in my opinion, great. the high point of the whole show. Josh, what do you think? This is how you close a story arc. Because at the end, too, you actually do feel something for canon in Blood War. Even though they they have done some reprehensible, heinous actions, you do sympathize with them. They were driven to this point of being nihilistic sadists that just wanted to destroy everything. So I thought that was good. It was also a great look at Brandon and that his, his determination to always protect, even if that meant dying for what he believed in he was literally trying to die for for his beliefs in this mm-hmm. episode which right. was gorgeous and then you know you you see more of the dangerous uh side of harry and the scheming side and and ultimately his him making the declarative statement of what i'm trying to do is beyond the coat of iron which you know this is going to get that stuff's going to get real interesting soon yeah. We're, move, we're moving on from the old guard to the new guard. Right, right. I, I, I love it. I love it. I mean, all in all, this is a great way to close this story. Bill. I, I like that you say that it's uh, the pinnacle here because it, it is kind of peak average in that <laughs> you have the crime story, but you also have the, the supernatural weirdness starting to happen or the science fiction weirdness, as the case may be. Mm-hmm. So I get that. It, I mean, it's not short on action, certainly. Yeah, there's not a lot to say because it's a lot of shooting, but uh, it's it's fun. It's a ride. Episode 12 is Kind is the name of the episode. We'll see where we go from here at this point because... I believe I believe it's a time skip, isn't it? I believe we do skip time yet again, um, and it seems fitting, right? Like we've we've hit a point where it would make sense to maybe move ahead a bit, um, but we'll, we'll talk more about that next time. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Bill, if you would, take us out, please. This has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And I'm just doing my job. I'm Bill. And that is dramatic. I'm Josh. That and you. I'm sure the audience will love me. You love me. You really love me. I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Basically, this gave me permission to do that crap with me. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, 
and follow our Twitter at TuningJapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at TuningJapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. 